just seen a balloon in the shape of the house from up with a large cluster of small balloons on top of it. It was very good. It made sense uh, of having a balloon. It was like a thing that works with the medium very nicely. So now we're walking into Tomorrowland for the first time. It's pretty gorgeous, actually. We're on these sort of elevated walkways. And they're very white. Yeah. They're white marble, I think. This feels a lot cleaner and more sort of uh, elegant than other Tomorrowland. It feels very uh, Star Trek, uh, you know, the heart of the Federation. Yeah, the planet where the Federation is based. This kind of utopian idea. Yeah. And there's a, there's a variant on the Orbitron here, which looks a little bit more hardcore. So we're going to go and have that, a go on that now. So we were just talking about the sci-fi cafe at the Hollywood Studios in Florida, and you said, Lauren? I said, I would like to see a Tomorrowland that has a firmly 1950s feel, B-movie feel. So like Sputnik-type imagery and, and loads of... Silly, silly aliens. Yeah, basically the aesthetic of the, the sci-fi dining theatre. Yeah, I want yeah. that in, a, in an entire land. Yeah, kind of kitsch, retro. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a really good way in the same way that the Paris Jules Verne Victoriana Park uh, deals with the problem of the aging of Tomorrowland. Yeah, but yeah, that's never going to get old, is it? Because no. it's already old. It's old already, and it's, it's old and appreciated. It's the strong aesthetic that really no one ever gets tired it's of fun. as well. My God, is it fun? It's so much fun. So yeah, I reckon when they make. Disneyland India, which is supposedly on the cards, oh, potentially rumor, rumor, rumor. No way. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I want to see 1950s uh, Tomorrowland. So we just went on Tron light cycle coaster. And that was the sound of Tron just then. It's uh, it's very good. It's a lovely, lovely, smooth very fast roller coaster. It's very reminiscent of Space Mountain in Paris in yes. the way that you have this super fast acceleration and uh, and, and then it actually it's quite gentle after that. Yeah. Um, but so yeah it could have done with a few more big it could have done with uh, a, I reckon it could have done with a loop, you know. Yeah, that would yeah. have made it really more like Paris. Yeah, it's yeah. already big, like a big thrill ride, so it could have yeah. done with that. It was like a combination between Test Track yeah. and Space Mountain yeah. in Paris. It's very good, although we didn't actually ride it in the way that you're supposed to ride it, because uh, one of the carts, so most of them are like these motorcycle things where you, you, uh, on your, you go kind of face, head first, don't you? Yeah, and you're kneeling down on your shins. Yeah, yeah, so your shins are taking some of the weights and... Uh, <laughs> your shins are in no fit state, unfortunately. My shins are covered in 50 pea-sized blisters. So this is like a machine that is designed... designed to inflict <laughs> pain. <laughs> the maximum amount. The maximum <laughs> amount of pain. Yeah, yeah. So instead we went in this kind of uh, hilarious looking bubble version, this like car at the back. Yeah, sort of one in three trains has this sort of like what looks like a little VW Beetle yeah. <laughs> after all yeah. of these cool, cool light up uh, motorbikes. Yeah, so they're for people in wheelchairs and uh, people who have knee problems and people who have really screwed up their shins somehow, like yeah. myself. So it was hilarious. The train pulls in and it's all these like amazing futuristic motorbikes. Oh my god, it? yeah, it's so sexy. And then at the back there's like this... <laughs> Some little bubble car. Uh, this is your clown car, please yeah. walk ahead. Uh, they made sure we got in it, which is nice. Uh, so there wasn't much English, but I did a lot of pointing to my legs and um, mm. and they figured out what was going on. And, and do you know what? As a whole, Everyone in the park's been very friendly and very polite and helpful, courteous. 
no one's pushed in. So yeah. we haven't yet seen any of the rude behaviour that, that has been reported. No, my, my solo trip to Hong Kong Disneyland, uh, I saw a lot more rude behaviour than we saw here in Shanghai today. Was that when it was really busy? Yes. So maybe it's when it's busy and it's really hot and everyone gets fractious because yeah, of that. Yeah, I think maybe people... And then the bad behaviour comes out. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine when it's like, oh my God, I've been waiting two hours for this ride. I'm really pissed Just off. Just want to get on it now. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But, you know, as it is now, which is a nice level of busyness. Yeah, we're waiting sort of maybe like average of 15 minutes for everything, which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. It yeah, means you can you get a bit of build up. Yeah. And, you know, we've smiled at people. They've smiled at us. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone, uh, some cast member wordlessly sort of indicated to you that they liked your bum bag. Yeah, I know. So exactly. that's, that's pretty nice. That's a good vibe. Yeah. And I'm the only one in the park wearing a bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> and this is... I can't get over how beautiful this park is. Yeah. This is the this is the most beautiful Disney park of all, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's really lovely. Let's we're, try it again. We're, very high turnover. There's uh, carts coming all the time. We're so. currently standing underneath the amazing sort of... Uh, uh, kind of Eden Project style glass dome yeah, thing. Yeah, which that sometimes looks like you're in the womb when it goes red and then it turns blue and uh, looks all futuristic. I'd say it's worth riding this uh, ride probably in the evening or at night because mm. the exterior bit is so gorgeous. Yeah, and we were talking earlier to each other about the scale of this park because it's so huge, pictures don't come out very well. So you're, the photos of this place don't look that exciting. Yeah, because you can't fit enough interesting elements into a single photo to make it look that interesting yeah because in the flesh you're looking at this stuff and going wow it looks amazing and then you get your camera out and you take a picture and it looks really nothing special super at all. average yeah, yeah. and so, for instance Tron from a distance looked like a bit of a white blob Not nothing particularly interesting but now we're here oh my god it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> We've just had dinner at Barbosa's Bounty, which is the uh, the restaurant inside Pirates of the Caribbean in this park. So just like the one in Paris, uh, both sides can see each other. So the guys from the boat can see us eating, and we can see them going to Yeah, doing their thing. And we're in a kind of, well, like a, a fake courtyard. Yeah, it's a little bit more sort of like, the theming is a bit more urban than the sort of jungly vibes of the other one, isn't it? Oh yeah, I guess so. It looks yeah. like we're kind of on the ports of uh, Tortuga or something yeah, like that. around the bodegas. Yeah. And interestingly, they're playing some sea shanties here. And one or two of these shanties, I believe, are from an album called The Rogue's Gallery, which was produced by Gore Verbinski, which is a big collection of pirate shanties, um, some of which are entirely inappropriate for a Disney park. And they're all like they're performed by people like Nick Cave and Gavin Friday and stuff One of like that. One Baltimore Horse, isn't it? Which, yeah, Baltimore Horse. Which you Horse. yourself is recorded. Yeah, so I've... you can check out Lawrence. Yeah. And in fact, I think I'm in that video. You are I? in that music video. I am yeah. one of the whores in the music video. So check check that out. Yeah. On YouTube. So I first heard the song Baltimore Horse uh, on this album, The Rogues Gallery, and they uh, appear to be playing tracks from that here. So that's an interesting touch. I was thinking. These, all these stupid pirate shanty songs would start to really drive you mad if you had to work here. Yeah, really? I suppose they're a bit more fun than uh, some other things. Yeah, they're, and they're not on a tight loop either. No, there hasn't been any repetition, has there? No, and we've been here a while. Oh, our food was very good. Oh yeah, the food was here is delicious. Yeah, and very reasonable. Yes, so I had a really incredibly tender pork 
uh, or rib thing, wasn't it? It was like a pork, barbecue pork rib. Ribs, wasn't it? Was it a rib? Barbecued ribs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I had something called red fish, which, which was, was full of bones, but you know, you just got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, you had to do a lot of uh, excavating to remove yeah, yeah, the bones. Yeah, it's good because normally I inhale my food, whereas yeah. that would have spilled death. So I had to do it very slowly. And it was really nice. And one thing we thought was quite good actually is it's quite near the end of the day here and there's not very many people left eating now. I think people probably prefer an earlier dinner maybe when you've got children. That's true. And they issued us... Um, issued, yeah. <laughs> they ushered us. They ushered us uh, to the back of the restaurant, into the cool bay. Yeah. And you do sort of... We, all, we were just saying, you often when you're in a sort of cool themed restaurant, it often seems like they're trying their very best to put you in the bits that are no good. Yeah, sit you next to the toilet in the yeah. only bit that's unthemed. Yeah, yeah. So no, but they they put us on a very nice table. So the few people that are here have been ushered uh, to yeah the nice bit that sits right next to the ride, and we are in fact on a table right next to the ride, so yeah. we were in in prime position. Yeah. We were just discussing the fact that there's no small world here; it's a small world, and there's also no. Um, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, there's no manor or mansion riot. Yeah, which is interesting. I wonder why those two things have been omitted. We thought maybe uh, the Chinese are not well known for their love of looking... Uh, they're not very outward-looking, necessarily. So yeah. maybe the message of it's a small world is not that relevant to I the Chinese it, sort of mentality. I think it's a small world is the best promotion for not mixing the cultures. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, no, maybe maybe that is why. Or maybe they looked at it and went, this ride is shit, we don't want it in a park. Yeah, maybe they just thought, let's let's not rest on our laurels, let's just not make the same rides again. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and but, that's but what's no, made this park so great. no Haunted Mansion, no Mystic Manor, why, yeah, why? Yeah, I mean, the other thing as well that we were saying is notably absent still in both Hong Kong and Shanghai is there is very little Mulan presence. She's just not. She's just not here. There was a tiny statue in the castle for her, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, and she's a folk heroine here. I wish. Maybe I'll, I'll ask someone. Yeah. But a lot of people. Not a lot of people have much English here, so having a conversation about why they don't think that a Mulan is represented here. I yeah, don't know I don't think they'll be. I don't how think, easy that I'm be. not sure you'd be able to have that conversation with someone here necessarily. But if but. anyone knows why. Mulan is missing. Yeah, because it feels like a glaring omission. It mm. really feels like there has been a decision made not to include Mulan yeah, in so the Yeah, so maybe Chinese they world. didn't like the film. Maybe they felt it misrepresented her. Yeah, something. yeah. Or possibly it's just a bit too... They're too close to it. They're too affectionate with it. They don't like an American influence on their legend, which is understandable, be. maybe. But then it's a bit like France omitting Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why? why? So answers on a postcard. Yeah. We're sat in the Stargazer Grill, I think this is what this place is called. It's the same in every uh, iteration of Tomorrowland, pretty much. It's always the place where you can go and get some big old burgers and fries, isn't it? Yeah, and it's kind of a bit stark as well. Although yeah. this one, because it's so new, at least looks, uh, you know, well presented. Actually, Whereas some of them end up looking a bit tired, don't they? One of the things we were saying about Tomorrowland is they've, they've kind of, um, they've sensibly applied a much more organic look to this new Tomorrowland, which makes it probably age a bit less quickly. Yeah, so there's a few more plants around. There's lots of steam. <laughs> yeah, there's sort of vents of what I assume is just sort of uh, moisture vapour to cool people down as they walk around. But it makes it all look sort of biomechanical. There's a lot of trees. This, I was saying this looks a lot like the architecture of Singapore. 
Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that new area, well I say new, it's probably been there for years. In Singapore it's like a bizarre uh, Star Trek Federation garden. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of like uh, white marble and gleaming metal and uh, actual Mixed trees. with, yeah, organic metal. Yeah, lots of green. Um, so yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think this all this marble, this kind of organic-looking marble, is going to age a lot better than the plastic, which yeah, was the sure. material of the future in 1955. <laughs> and now is the material that will end our future. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we've done a few more things. I just went on Tron again, and I rode it like a bike. Uh, so I rode the proper bike vehicle that you're supposed to ride. Um, and it's like, it's okay. It doesn't really, it's not a hugely different experience. It's a bit more dynamic feeling because a lot of the time you're going head first. So, so does that make speed feel speedier? Yeah, it doesn't feel exactly any speedier, but because you're going head first, it's a slightly odder sensation. It's a more unique ride, probably. Right. Um, but I don't feel like it was. I don't feel like you hugely missed out. Okay, by so it's not just riding. different, but it's not better. No, I wouldn't say it's better necessarily. Okay. It's like it's interesting. Yeah. It has an element uh, that, like you know, other other rides don't have. I do think they need to make the disabled car at the back a bit cooler because it's a bit like a noddy car painted black at the moment. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely less sort of dynamic looking. But uh, the ride is not that different. Also, this time, uh, on both occasions, they told me to take my glasses off as I stepped on. And on this occasion, as soon as we were clear of the station, I put my glasses back on. And they were fine? Well, they were totally fine, yeah. My glasses, I know they're not going to fall off my yeah, face. Yeah. They're well fitted. Yeah, you should have a cool strap around the back of your head, though. Yeah, that's the way you can make yourself look cooler in the bubble car at the back of the <laughs> But when they ask you to take it off, you can always strap the el- uh, snap the elastic yeah, on your head and go, no need, my friend. Flick it off. And there, <laughs> no, I'm, I am safe. Um, so yeah, as long as your glasses aren't rubbish, they'll definitely stay on your head and you should definitely put them on because I could actually see everything for this on this trip. I yeah, couldn't see yeah. a lot of the detail before. Yeah. That's the thing. If they t- I mean, I'm not even that short-sighted, but if they tell you to take your glasses off mm. and you're really blind, yeah, then you're yeah. going to miss huge bits of, uh, of this Are you going to feel less safe, actually? Yeah. Well, I've, I was terrified when uh, they told me to put my glasses in the most pathetic little flimsy pouch. On my- <laughs> I thought it was so much safer on my head. But yeah. there you go. So we also did Voyage to the Crystal Grotto, which uh, I will read the little description. Sail past elegant fountains and sculptures to discover the ultimate source of wonder and inspiration on this voyage to a secret grotto beneath enchanted storybook castle. Very nice little boat ride in the vein of uh, the fairy tale, what's it, Le Le Pays de Conte de Fille, the the, uh, boat fairy tale attraction at Disneyland Paris. Apart from better. It was a bit better, it was bigger, uh, it was a lot of water features, wasn't it? Kind of yeah, strong fountain elements. You can't have in Paris because you get a bit splashed and you just freeze your tits off. <clears throat> but uh, obviously out here where it's nice and warm, uh, yeah, having you... a little spray, it's uh, quite nice. You can get away with it here. And so what they did was, as far as I can gather, because obviously it was in Mandarin, so they showed you a load of, um, you know, there was a bit of Mulan. It's nice to see Mulan. There is a yeah, bit of uh, Beauty and the Beast. There is, you know, tableaus from all of these things with lots of water spouting everywhere. And then you went into a dark cavern and you saw lots of projections on uh, the cave walls. Yeah. Along with some sparkly, like, Diamante things. Yeah. <laughs> I and, think... and I think the idea was the source of the storybook power. Yeah. It was the, there was a little mural as you went in that indicated that as they were building Shanghai Disneyland Castle, 
they found this uh, this this power source. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit like. Do you remember the ride Hex at Alton Towers? No. It was the one where the room spins around. Yes. And so yes. you go in. Oh, that's cool. And right? it's as if uh, there's a lot of backstory. It's actually in the uh, the original country house at Alton Towers, mm. isn't it? the manor house. Mm. And you go in and and, uh, and it says, when we were excavating here, we found some mysterious dark magic bits and bobs. Yeah, MacGuffin, MacGuffin. That's nice. But it, uh, it, it's not, I like it when they do that sort of thing where they route you to the place. Yeah. So they connect you to the place where you actually are in the story of the ride, like the Iron Man attraction did at Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. That's always nice. So on that, uh, before you get on that ride, there's a sort of, uh, there's a big picture of them excavating and everything. Mm and finding this rock, this yeah. glaring rock. But there's also a random troll, isn't there? Oh yeah, there's a, there's a statue of a troll. And, and someone's measuring him. Yeah. What, what was that? Don't really know what that's all about. <laughs> there's some pirate ships visible, which you assume is like, oh, that's the pirate section of the park. Mm. But also Belle is there in her ball gown. Yeah, just hanging out. Just hanging out. While they construct the car. So it's a little confused. Um, yeah, I just want to know who the troll was. Yeah, I wonder who... I haven't seen any evidence of any trolls. That seems like a very Efteling-style thing yeah, to put yeah. in. So what else can we observe? Um, there's a lot of sexy people around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen a few more people, like, in tiny miniskirts and tiny little skimpy shorts. And doing, sort of thigh-high socks and things. Yeah, like. doing sexy photo poses. I think Disneyland attracts a kind of, uh, you know, that sort of coy, innocent sexiness that I find so off-putting. <laughs> well, it's this sort of strange dichotomy between, uh, yeah, kind yeah, of extreme innocence. Yeah, virgin and whore, you're right, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's, obviously I don't want to, I don't want to flood shame anyone, and I'm not. You know, you go girls, you go. But also I do find it a bit odd being sexy in a, in a park. In a Disney park. Maybe, yeah, I suppose so. But then on the other hand, you go girl. And on the other <laughs> hand, we were just saying that Ariel is, is a weirdly sexy character. Yeah, yeah, who goes boy chasing. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of problems, really, from a feminist perspective. With The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, about Disney. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that it attracts some, some uh, sexy posing ladies. <laughs> but you know, you don't really see... The, any male equivalent, do you? But that's because we're in a patriarchy. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> Men can just get on with being being just blokes. Yeah, no one's bloking gas- around. No one's gastoning it. That's they? true. You don't get any any people with rippling pecs. Yeah, yeah. Standing, looking heroic in front of yeah, the front. Flexing in front of the castle. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe you should. <laughs> because I would take the piss out of them, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm then. not just uh, focusing on the ladies. Yeah. Well, as I, soon as we as soon as we see a man doing that, we will tear him a new one as well. <laughs> Basically, I'm just uh, judgmental about everyone, so I think there's a kind of fairness in that. So what we're going to do now, we're going to go to this uh, 12 friends thing. So this is like a oh, yes. thi- this is like a, so an experience in, to do with the signs of the Chinese zodiac. So this is in Gardens of Imagination, which is directly in front of the castle. And it is, take a picture with your animal of the Chinese zodiac, Disney and Disney Pixar style. So I'm, you're the monkey, so I was wondering if maybe the monkey from Aladdin might be my yeah, guy. Yeah, you'd be a boo. You're, you're the snake, are there any? Oh yeah, well oh, there's, well, there's, there's car yeah, from the car. Jungle Book. Yeah, oh that's yeah. a cool one. Maybe it'd be car. You are so not a car. I'm so not car. But you're not really an Abu type either. No, 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 I'm, I'm really, I don't inhabit any of the traits of you're the monkey. I'm not crafty and cunning and sociable and fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're fun. 
Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> when the mood takes me, like one in ten times. All right, well, let's Maybe. go and find out what our zodiac animals are. We're in Alice's Labyrinth, which is in many ways quite similar to the one in Paris, except that it's based more on the Tim Burton live-action reboots of Alice in Wonderland. It's drizzling very slightly right now, and it's yeah. quite nice. It gives us an extra sort of ethereal It's feel. pretty creepy. I mean, you can hear this sort of ethereal weird music, and they've got sort of just strings of uh, kind of slightly dusty looking lanterns. Yeah, and plenty some, of nightmare fuel for kids. Yeah, well. some ethereal music. And there and was it's... a thing trapped behind a door uh, that looked like, and the door would shudder, and you'd hear the thing behind it going. Yeah, we were saying this reminds us of a lot of British theme parks, or it is quite Efteling-like, as it again, isn't it? Yeah. Like kind of. Apart from the models you'd come across would, you know, be peeling and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very this... clearly fiberglass from about thirty years. This ago. is like what Black Gang China in the Isle of Wight wishes it was. And every seaside resort has something a bit like this. Yeah but it's surprisingly effective. And we went through a dark cave with the Cheshire Cat in it as well, and he led us through with some little more projection stuff. It's very effective. Again, it just feels like every, anywhere here where they could have taken the more adult tone, they mm. have done. I think also they've maximised photo opportunities because they realise that people love that. People love that, yeah. There's a lot less, less self-consciousness with posing. Yeah. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, although similar in many respects to the version in Florida, is much more thrilling here. Oh, yeah. It lures you into a false sense of security and then bam, blam, wow. Blam. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, surprisingly, surprisingly uh, wild. Yeah. Um, the the lift hill is super fast. Did you notice? Mm. You go up that lift hill at a real rate. Well, you you then... instantly get a sense it's going to be fast because... As soon as it sets off, you're like, oh, it's not messing around. Yeah, you get chucked out of the station at quite a speed, and then you really get, you do get thrashed around a lot more. It's weird, because when we went to Florida for the first time, we went on the Seven Doors Mine Train, and both came off going, oh, that was a lot kind of better than I expected. And then with that as the benchmark for this place, we came off this one and went, oh, that was a lot better than I expected. It's like it upped it again. I think it's more thrilling than Tron. Do you? Yes. That's 
controversial. Yeah, well, it's also, I suppose it's not going, look at me, I'm a big macho roller coaster. I mean, it's certainly less macho. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I quite like the fact that you're busy looking at Doc counting his jewels. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're chucked down a huge great sweat. Yeah, lobbed off the thing. It's like, it's really, it's a real tight, whippy little ride, isn't it? Mm. You get The footprint of it is not particularly massive, mm. but it has the feel of, it feels a bit like um, Big Thunder Mountain in Florida. Yeah, I yeah. Think. But you, you only get one breather, really, mm. when you go in and watch them all doing their mining. The dark ride. And then it's, yeah, and that's in the middle, and then it's straight back into the thrills and spills. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant substitution for Big Thunder Mountain, of which there isn't one here. No. But you don't miss no. it because of that, I think. Well, how many mining-based roller coasters do you need? I know. I mean, it is quite odd having two mine-themed roller coasters in one park. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure they probably looked at this, uh, you know, Chinese Asian audience and went, "Really, do we need another mine? Like another Western town with a mining theme?" Yeah, especially as there is a mountain. There's there's another mountain here. That's true, actually. Yeah. How many mountains and mining? I mean, they're big on mountains, aren't they? Can you have? But this is a very worthy substitute for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Very good. Super. We just rode Pirates of the Caribbean for the third time, and I'm calling it uh, Disney's best ride. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, it's that good. Yeah, and it's, you see something new every time. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Honestly, phenomenal. That's it. We're done. We're walking out of Shanghai Disney. Yeah, listening to the excellent music that's really been a big part of this. Place. Yeah, yeah, there's been a sort of jazzy theme throughout. Yeah, which is really nice. It gives it a real energy and burn. And in general, this is an excellent, excellent Disney park. Yes, it I think really is. This is really top notch, up there among the best. Absolutely. Um, you can tell it's shiny and new, and everything's just um, brand new technological advancements. Yeah, everything feels slick, everything is uh, polished up to its highest. And all of the rides, it's as if they've basically just taken the best elements of all of the parks yeah. and brought it together, but also put a whole new element in as well. Like, yeah. really, loads of different things that are brand new. I mean, we ended our trip on going on Soarin'. Uh, last yeah. time we did that was in Florida, and we... That was the old incarnation of Soarin', yeah, wasn't really it? it really was Snoring. Yeah, more, uh, whereas, like, more like boring. Yeah. 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 Whereas this time, I'd say it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's graduated up to being fine. Yeah, yeah, they've really improved it yeah. to be... Fine. Okay. <laughs> so it's always it's good to leave on a okay. <laughs> Although the rest of the park is really yeah, great. really phenomenal. Yeah. So in conclusion, Hong Kong Disneyland, yeah, worth it if you're in Hong Kong and you fancy a little uh, little bit of Disney. But this is honestly worth the journey to China. It is. We crossed an ocean and we don't regret it. Yeah. This is really excellent. And not a single pooing child seen. No. Anywhere. No. None of the bad behaviour. Uh, which we had been warned about, so I can only assume that that's some sort of propagandistic nonsense yeah, from the or, sun. Or high season bad behaviour or something. Could be, could be. Or, I mean, you know, you see one pooing child and you get overexcited and say, <laughs> you've seen loads. <laughs> I mean, we are in the privileged position of being childless and self-employed, so we can come to these parks when they are in their low season. Yeah, and they're still buzzy as anything. Yeah. But... But there are no pooing children here, <laughs> yeah. and there is no line cutting. Well, the only line cutting I saw was in Hong Kong, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But in conclusion, this is fantastic. All go to Shanghai Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, That's you us. Regret it. Over and out. Any final words from Bob Iger? I'm going to 
glad you like it. <laughs> there he is. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's the end of our Shanghai Disneyland double podcast. Yeah, so be sure to social media us and email. Yes. <laughs> you can find us at Adults Do Disney on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook if you're still doing that. Uh, you can also send us an email at adultsdodisney at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you. We really do, actually. It makes us feel loved. So yes. please do. So what are we going to do next? Well, uh, is, is, was this one our 30th podcast episode? Uh, it was, oh, yes. Okay, so yeah. well, happy 30th. Very, uh, so what are we doing for the 31st? I don't know. What are we doing? Well, we are about to go to the Euro Attractions show in oh, Amsterdam. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, so we're going to go there and do a bit of schmoozing and networking. And find out secrets of yes. the theme park world. Yes. So we behind the scenes. Yes. We're hoping some of the things that we learn there might uh, possibly shine a light on the way that Disney do things. We might kind of figure out some of the Disney psychology. Mm. Well, we hope it will. Otherwise, we have no podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, if not, <laughs> we'll just sure do some more armchair imagineering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great. So until next time. Bye. 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 And see you real soon.